Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. It's been a minute and for that I apologize, just been swamped with a bunch of things, but I'm here uh, for an update and a fun little podcast for you. Um, it's not necessarily about a book, but something I've been considering the last few days when I was trying to think of what to give you guys for something for a podcast. And I came up with the idea of the different tropes that there are out there. and made me thinking of, you know what? What's truly the difference between a villain and a hero? So we're gonna talk about that today. I have a bunch of books that are on standby. I have about three that I'm trying to read right now. One being The Bone Witch. I have another called Spin the Dawn, uh, as well as finally, after months of trying to get a hold of it, Fourth Wing. So those are all in clutch coming in. Um, but let's, let's talk about this. Difference between a hero versus a villain. Now, one of my, honestly, most favorite types of trope is the enemies to lovers kind of thing or enemies to frenemies kind of thing, where you have your, your supposed villain who is actually not truly a villain, but he's the hero in the end. But then it made me realize that we have a lot of stories or not enough stories that is the hero to villain synopsis. And that one to me is way better way better but let's let's go back here for a minute the difference between a villain and a hero in most concepts a villain is essentially your bad guy you know the person who is the evildoer that has to be thwarted at all costs whereas the hero the valiant hero is the knight in shining armor the one who goes and saves the day and saves the girl and lives happily ever after correct however that is the more traditional style of hero that we think of and is very overdone very overdone doesn't make you know terrible stories i mean it comes out of like a lot of stories and everything especially when you go more in depth when the hero has to go through all these trials and tribulations and you you know hear more about the villain's backstory and all that and why there's such a villain and yada 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 it does make for good story but what makes the hero the hero why is the villain a villain now i like the hero to villain simply because of this villain's backstory says a lot about the villain am i right villains usually have some sort of traumatic backstory and everything like that you know that makes them who they are and why they're evil uh for instance maleficent maleficent if you actually followed the movie um fell in love with you know a boy boy betrayed her by cutting off her wings basically taking one thing that was very big for Faye. um and became king after that because of something that he did and she became the villain of the story for a bit because the person she loved betrayed her kind of thing makes sense you know you know when someone betrays you it really makes makes you not you know not want to be a good person to that person again right like it doesn't make you want to be nice to them doesn't want to make you want to love them doesn't make you want to do anything to them but make their lives miserable been there done that you know got the t-shirt to prove it we've all been there at some point <laughs> Now the hero is a little bit different. Sometimes they have some little sad story, which is what makes them the hero and everything. Like, you know, they were an orphan and they hate seeing people, the little man get, you know, pummeled kind of thing. So they're always wanting to make sure that, you know, they're better because of this, that, and the other thing. 
which makes them, you know, oh, you you learn from, you know, the hordes of your past kind of thing, and therefore you just want to be a better person. Um, good, you know, description of that one would probably be, you know, Harry Potter, since it's close to spooky season. Harry Potter. Harry was treated bad the whole time. His, you know, cousin hated him. His uh, aunt and uncle hated him. They wanted nothing to do with him. His parents died when he was a little. You know, it just... All this, you know, built him up to be this really great guy kind of thing. It was the traumas of his past that made him such a good hero. Now, what's funny about that is the traumas of the past kind of thing is what makes both a hero and a villain. So what truly makes a hero or a villain? This is why I like the hero to villain stories. Because I feel like most villains could have become a hero instead of a villain. If it weren't for something that changed. Uh, for instance, let's put it this way. Uh, Akatar. We've talked about Akatar, Court of, Ron uh, Court of Thorns and Roses, a few times through this. Um, where Tamlin is the supposed hero, you know, the love interest and everything like that. And Reese or Recent was, you know, the villain of the story with Armantha and everyone else. All right. We're, we're going to say book one. He's a villain. Armantha's the main villain. Blah, blah, blah. But was Tamlin really a hero in any way, shape, or form? Like, really. He saved her a couple times from, you know, a couple different things. But in the end, he never told her how he felt about her. Supposedly, you know, did that to sacrifice himself kind of thing. Went back to, you know, the mountain, knowing full well that, you know, it's not going to do anything. And basically becomes Armantha's pet while his people kind of suffer. Doesn't really sound heroish in any way, shape, or form. However... The supposed villain of the story, Rysan, has been playing Armantha, you know, since, you know, the beginning kind of thing. Trying to play her game to survive and to give Feyre a fighting chance. In the whole story, Feyre is really her own hero because she's the one who saved everybody under the mountain. Not Tamlin. Rysan, yeah, he's the one who, you know, threw the, uh, I think, bone into Armantha's heart. Basically killed her or sliced her head off or something. I can't remember. It's been a minute. But he's the one who actually killed her. Feyre literally gave her life to make sure everyone had a fighting chance. Yes, she was saved in the end, but that's beside the point. She actually gave her life. What did Tamlin really do? Tamlin helped save her life. But in the end, Tamlin also became a jerk. Going into book two, he isolated her. He treated her like trash, even though it was because of his own trauma. I mean... And that doesn't necessarily make him a bad guy, but he didn't fix things that he needed to fix. Reese, on the other hand, acknowledged the fact that Feyre had gone through stuff and was actually trying to help her as well as help himself. And she helped him. They healed together. So what makes him a villain? Well, what made him a villain was just the persona that he put on. He was never actually a villain. Another good example would be a uh, would be uh, from Blood and Ash. Uh, the first book of that series. In the first book, you ha have Hawk. You think is this great guy. He's handsome. He, you know, is saving the day all the time. Come to find out near the end of the book. Spoilers, guy. This spoilers. The end of the book. He turns out to be the supposed cruel prince that everyone talks about, Castiel. That is nothing but evil. Now, if you've read the series, you know that there's more to that, and there's you know things that were kind of whipping around and everything with that so it goes again was he actually the villain 
but he played up that part only to be like, dun dun dun, bad guy. No, he was never actually a villain. The villain were the vampires, was the duke and the duchess that were trying to, you know, quote unquote, help her, help Poppy. No, again, she was her own heroine, which I think is great because she's the actual hero of the story, truly. Um, but the reason my favorite of the whole hero turned villain is simply this. Hero turned villain, what usually causes that is some sort of betrayal or some breaking point that makes them go, I, being good is not worth it anymore. Let's go the other way because that seems to be the winning side kind of thing. For instance, you fight alongside the hero, or if you're a nerd, you know what, you're a nerd like me, you play D&D. You fight along the hero, you have a person with this, and then hero makes a decision that you absolutely don't agree with and seems like an absolute betrayal. For instance, hero comes up, the bad guy happens to be your brother. You ask for mercy to spare his life, but let him simply be exiled or punished, stay in the dungeons, blah, 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 but not to actually take his life. Hero says, no, you're wrong. He deserves to die and cuts off his head. That would seem like an act of betrayal in the aspect of what what happened. This is not what we stand for. You did something that we don't stand for and you took something away from me. Therefore, I need vengeance. I'm going to take something away from you. I don't actually have a story example for that. Um, I do know that this is a very, very mild and very basic explanation of that. But there are some that go more in depth. And I love it. I truly do. I love it. Sometimes it's also, you know, the hero gets put in a position of higher power. And the power gets, you know, too much. Or they are consumed by a power to the point that now they are the actual villain. You are trying to fight them and everything like that. Uh, for instance, we'll, we'll say Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen was actually a good character. And at one point actually had a goal in mind to be a good ruler and she would have been she would have been a good ruler Cersei messed that up Cersei not only went back on her word but took Daenerys' best friend confidant and ally and literally killed her in front of her which made Daenerys snap and said fine you don't want to play fair fine not only am I going to take your city but I'm going to kill everyone in it and took all of her dragons and laid waste to King's Landing. Laid waste. With her, I think it was two dragons left or one dragon left. Laid waste to King's Landing. Burned everyone and everything in sight. Hero to villain. She wanted to actually do something for the world. And end up becoming the villain because of the choice of one person. I love that because you see that change drastically how I was like if you just would not have done that if you just you might still be alive today you might be in prison or exiled but you know what you you'd not only screwed yourself but just screwed your people yeah you did something wrong there you did something wrong my biggest reason for liking those types of stories is because there is so much built up for it it is some of the most climactic stories. Now, granted, you don't see the villain or the hero turned villain until like at the very end of the book and it leads into the next book, but it is really climactic. And I love the buildup because you get to know all the characters. You get to know your main character, your supposed hero. You just name your soon to be villain. You get to hear them. You get to feel them out. You get to whatever. 
Now, I don't like the ones that it's kind of obvious that you're going to become a villain. Just by your mannerisms, the way you talk, the way you want to do things. I can kind of see how you're going to turn into a villain. It's the ones that you don't. It's the ones where it's like, ah, oh, you just seem like a real big bestie. You look like things are going to do great and everything like that. And then Hero does something or Hero agrees with something that was done that you absolutely, you know, vehemently disagree with. And to the point of like straight up whatever, like speaking out ahead of everything only to be betrayed, only to have, you know, things go be stabbed in the back. Um fighting with your bestie and everything like that for, you know, for honor, for power, for whatever, um, you lose the battle and you become a prisoner of war and no one comes to help you. No one tries to find you. No one tries to save you. And you become beaten, hurt, everything. And then through the, through the, you know, vine, through the grapevine, you hear that, oh, bestie basically like traded you for peace. You, you were never going to be found. They had no intention of saving you. Uh, or, you know, you've been sitting in this jail cell or been sitting in an area where, you know, you feel like you could die at any day, only to hear that, you know, the person you called comrade and fought alongside you uh, is simply rising up the ranks, hasn't once tried to do anything for you, and is now getting married and is living his best life while you sit there waiting for them. Now, you know that they're going to turn into a villain. You know that they're going to mess things up because the hero is now no longer a hero. Your villain is now the hero of his own story, but he is actually the villain of everything. And it, it's it's great. It's a great build-up. Uh, one of my favorite, and it's not so much hero turned villain as much as hero becomes well, what would you say? A anti-hero. Where they're like not a hero, but they're not a villain. They essentially have their own agenda. Uh, good representations. This is Jack Sparrow. Uh, Gladiator. Oh, love Gladiator. Um, they're, they're, they're a gray character is what they're called. They, they ride that line of what's between good and bad. Another good uh, example would be Deadpool. I know I'm giving like movie characters and everything, but most of these characters are based off of different stories or books and everything like that. Uh, and yes, I do count comic books as books. They may not take long to read, but they are part of a specific genre. It's these characters are your your morally gray characters. They're the ones that that they don't they don't care. They have an agenda and they're going to do it. Deadpool, he's definitely too uncouth and violent to be considered a hero at the same time. He can't be considered a villain because he doesn't take out innocence unless he absolutely has to. Like essentially collateral damage. He doesn't he he has he goes after the people he has in mind. Usually bad people. He just doesn't care how he goes after them. He might he might kill them, he might torture them, but he's going after them. Uh Gladiator, um Maximus, he lost his family and his child. They were killed. And when they were killed, he it, it killed him. So he became a gladiator just so that way he could just destroy the new emperor um, and humiliate him. Anything he could do. That That's what he wanted. Um, I forgot the other one that I gave as an example. I'm sorry. Uh, but those, those are great characters. And having those type of characters is absolutely fabulous. One, because they make the best 
characters because they have a lot of backstory. They have a lot of detail of a character. And it's just awesome. Just great. So, when it comes down to it, a villain can become a hero. Reese. And a hero can become a villain. Daenerys Targaryen. Prime examples. And it doesn't take much. Especially in high-stakes situations. Real-life question. Are you a hero or a villain? Or do you ride that in between? Me? I'm the guy who drinks in the back and watches the show. <laughs> I'm... I'm that person who just... Eh. I could be either. Depends on the day. <laughs> so... But this is my podcast for today, guys. Um, I hope I gave you a lot to think about and what your next trope will be. I'm hoping in the next couple weeks to have an actual book ready for you. If I can knock out two, I'm going to be so happy. I feel so far behind, and for that, I apologize. Uh, things just seem to be keep getting out of hand, but I'm going to get back on track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of things. So thank you guys for listening. I hope to have you listen again here in coming weeks, and thank you for coming to my podcast, and let's go on an adventure. Have a good night, guys.